0: BLOB TALK RADIO are listening to PGN Prophetic Grace Network. This is Secrets Revealed, understand the book of Revelation from start to finish. I am your book of Revelation research scientist and today we're talking about the millennial reign prophecy. Jesus Christ is coming back. The secret of the book of Revelation is that one day, one day soon, Jesus Christ will be revealed to the world in its entirety. He is the Prince of Peace, and in Isaiah we're told, and of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. His government begins when the war, to end all wars, The War of Wars, the Battle of Armageddon is fought and won. In the book of Revelation, the Marriage Supper prophecy details, provides us with a report of the Battle of Armageddon. The Marriage Supper prophecy begins with verse 6 of Revelation chapter 19 and ends with verse 21. At the end of the Battle of Armageddon, the Antichrist and the false prophet are thrown into the lake of fire, and 100% of those who have come against Israel, those who served in the armies led by the Antichrist and the kings of the world, who traveled the path of the Euphrates River, which will be dried up supernaturally, entered into jerusalem for the purposes of taking out the nation of israel a hundred percent of those individuals in those armies will experience the great wine press revelation 14 chapter 14 tells us that the blood will flow for 180 miles and it will be as high as a horse's bridle after The battle of Armageddon has ended. So what are we talking about? After the enemies of Israel have been subdued. After the Antichrist and the false prophet have been destroyed. The ruling and reigning of Jesus Christ on this present earth begins. Now it's time for us to hear the documentary shown to John the Revelator when he was called up to heaven. The documentary about the first thousand years of the rule and reign of Jesus Christ on this present earth is often referred to as the millennial reign. The rule and reign of Jesus Christ is not finite. It's infinite it will never ever end. Now this world is coming to an end. But after this world comes to an end, we transition to a new earth as described in Revelation chapter 21 and 22. That's the new earth documentary that John the revelator was shown. But there are two more documentaries shown to John the revelator Before he was shown the New Earth documentary So in Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 to 10 We will hear what John was shown What do I mean by that? In Revelation chapter 4 John gives a report on heaven He was called up to heaven, and he saw some things. Specifically, he experienced heaven as a tangible physical location. He saw living beings in heaven, and he tells us all about that. Now, he wasn't transported to heaven to go on a sightseeing tour, although we have a report of what he saw in heaven, that's Revelation chapter 4. He was transported supernaturally to the physical location known as present heaven for the purposes of an angel of the Lord showing him visions. Today, when we see moving pictures with sound, we don't refer to them as visions. Or external visions We refer to them as movies So sometimes in the Bible People experienced a vision Perhaps an individual um, You know, thinking about today Some people have visions Because God has shown them a vision Maybe some people have visions That they've caused themselves to have In the case of John he experienced an external vision that an angel of the Lord was instructed to show him. So it wasn't an external vision that he caused himself to have or that he wanted to have or that he somehow self-generated. Okay, so if you go to AMC Theater to see... The new Michael Moore documentary, you haven't caused yourself to uh, see that moving picture with sound. You haven't self-generated it. It's something that was created by, let's say, Michael Moore, a documentary he created, and you go to watch it. In this case, Revelation chapter 5 to Revelation 22, verse 5, John the Revelator watched documentaries created by someone else. Who's the someone else? An omnipotent God, an omniscient God, an omnipresent God. Now, God didn't show John the Revelator these visions. An angel of the Lord showed John the Revelator these visions, these Moving pictures with sound today we call moving pictures with sound, instead of calling them visions, we call them movies. And like those things created by Michael Moore, uh, the moving pictures with sound, the movies John the Revelator was shown, there are a specific type of movie, a documentary, that type. So he was shown by my analysis twelve documentaries. You might say, "Well, what do you mean by your analysis?" When I examine the book of Revelation and I see where John wrote down everything that he saw as he was instructed to do it appears that he was shown 12 unique visions in a row but again Let's refer to these visions as documentaries to use today's vernacular so that we're clear about what we're talking about. So these moving pictures with sound are documentaries because they documented future realities. For you and me, time is linear. We understand that there were events that came before today and there are events that will come after today so we have a past present and a future but time in its entirety exists within god so god has the ability to know the future before it has happened in terms of our experience of it in that way god was able to create documentaries, visions, for John the Revelator to be shown. He has access to all that information, information from the past, information in our present, and information in in our future. Now let's hear two things today. Let's begin with hearing about... John being called up to heaven. So in Revelation chapter 4, we're going to hear we're going to hear what happened to John. Here it is. Revelation chapter 4. John the revelator speaking to you and I, readers of the book of Revelation. He says, then, as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like Jasper and Carnelian and the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder, and in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes, front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a human face. And the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. Let's pause there. So John the Revelator was called up to heaven by Jesus Christ. How do we know that? He says, the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. So the first time the voice speaks to him is in chapter 1. And he tells us a description of the person with that voice. And from that description, we know that it is Jesus Christ. So again, Jesus Christ is speaking to John the Revelator. This time, Jesus tells him in verse 1 of chapter 4, Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. Now then... In Revelation chapter 5, John begins to tell us everything he was shown. So not everything he saw when he was in heaven in the sense of what actually did heaven look like and who was there, but he was called up to heaven not for the purpose, again, of sightseeing or taking a tour of heaven. He was called up to heaven for the purpose of being shown What is going to happen in the future? Again, Jesus tells him, I will show you what must happen after this. Okay, so after this point in time, there are future events that will happen in time. So he wasn't called up to heaven for the purpose of being shown the different kinds of creatures that are in heaven or uh, just enjoying the throne room or seeing the Ark of the Covenant, you know, all kinds of things that could maybe happen when a person visits heaven, he was specifically transported supernaturally to present heaven. Why? Jesus Christ says, I will show you what must happen After this and the instruction that he was given in Revelation chapter 1 let's go to it so why is John the revelator having these supernatural experiences with Jesus Christ and with the angel of the Lord verse 1 says of chapter 1 this is a revelation from Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. So God the Father gave Jesus Christ the Son a revelation, and it says to show his servants the events that must soon take place. Now, which servant? John the Revelator. How do we know that? It also says in verse one, talking about Jesus Christ he sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant John who faithfully reported everything he saw okay so that's what we need right there he sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant John who faithfully reported everything he saw now he saw two things he saw present heaven. We have a picture of that. He tells us about that in Chapter 4. What else did John the Revelator see? He saw events that must soon take place. Now that's the bulk of the book of Revelation, what? Events that must soon take place. So that is the focus of our time. So every month we're focused on what? Events that must soon take place. How do we know? The events that must soon take place. We know them because John the Revelator saw 12 documentaries 12 visions who who showed them to him? An angel of the Lord showed John the Revelator 12 documentaries that contain quote events that must soon take place now Again, John the Revelator saw two things. He saw a present heaven. He tells us all about what he saw in chapter 4. And then he saw events that must soon take place. Let's go to the second thing. That's the bulk of the book of Revelation, beginning with Revelation chapter 5 and ending with verse 5 of Revelation chapter 22. Now we're going to go, because it's the 10th month of the year, it's October, so we're going to go to the 10th documentary that the angel showed John the Revelator. And in November, we're going to go to the 11th one. And in December, we're going to go to the New Earth documentary. That's the last statement of prophecy in the book of Revelation. We've been doing that since January of 2023. You can listen by going to blogtalkradio forward slash live prophetic. Or Apple Podcasts, you can download there every talk we've had, one on Sunday, one on Thursday, each time focusing, depending on the month, on one of the documentaries John the Revelator was shown. Now, let us hear and analyze the documentary that is John's written report of what he saw. So if it was 2023 and you were called up to heaven and an angel of the Lord was tasked with showing you events that must soon happen, and so you're watching a 3-D uh, documentary, you're having an immersive experience watching a documentary uh, created by God, shown to you by an angel of the Lord in heaven, well, that's going to be a wonderful experience. And maybe you whip out your cell phone. That's what I would do. I'd take my cell phone out. I hope we have a service in heaven. I don't know. But in any case, I'd take my cell phone out, and I'd hit the record button to record that documentary because that technology exists presently. When John the Revelator was in his mortal body and transported to present heaven, He was limited to the technology that existed during that time. What technology was that? Writing utensil and parchment. So what did he do? He wrote down, just like the angel of the Lord instructed him, and as reported in Revelation chapter 1, he wrote down everything he saw. So we have his report. We're referring to it as a prophecy. In fact, it is a statement of prophecy, and it reflects his writing down everything that he saw and what he saw was a documentary about future events. So what we are about to hear is actually a documentary in words, a documentary about Soon coming realities, certain realities. After John the Revelator was shown this documentary, as well as eleven others, the Angel of the Lord tells him this: uh, How does it? How does it all end? Let's go to Revelation chapter twenty-two. I want to go there now. Revelation. Chapter 22, how does it all end? The angel of the Lord says to us, and uh, through John the Revelator, quote, this is verse 6 of Chapter 22. So after John the Revelator is shown 12 documentaries in heaven, this is what the angel of the Lord who showed him these documentaries says, quote, Everything you have heard and seen is trustworthy and true. The Lord God, who inspires his prophets, has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. So what does this mean? Everything you have heard and seen. So what did he hear and see? He heard and saw 12 documentaries. So the angel of the Lord is saying to us and through John the Revelator, this is what he said to John the Revelator, everything you have seen and heard is trustworthy and true. In other words, 100% of the events you saw in this documentary are true. These are They are accurate. This is an accurate reflection of what will surely, what will certainly happen. Then the angel of the Lord says, the Lord God, who inspires his prophets, has sent his angel to tell his servants what will happen soon. So what does this mean? God, the Lord God, sent this angel to tell John the Revelator and the rest of us who are in Jesus Christ what will happen soon. Now, it's time for us to go and hear about these events. It's time for us to hear about what Isaiah chapter 9 communicated. Uh, what does it say? And of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. Let me make sure I have that scripture. uh Isaiah chapter 9, yes, uh, and I believe it's verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. What government? The government here on this present earth. Again, Isaiah chapter 9 says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. almighty will accomplish this so now we are fast forwarding in time we are going to hear the documentary that tells us about the beginning of the government of jesus christ on this present earth we are already told He's going to reign on David's throne. What does that mean? He's going to rule and reign from Israel. He's going to rule and reign over Israel and over the world in its entirety. How long will his reign last? From that time on, what time? From the beginning of the millennial reign. And then it says, and forever. So it's going to continue for as long as this present earth remains and beyond. So this world, the world where there are uh, individuals who are in Christ, children of God and children of Satan, that's this world. We co-mingle. We have the wheat and the tares, the good fish and the bad fish, those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life and those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We are co-mingling on the same earth. But at the end of the world, after the end of this world, there will be a transition that transition will be a bifurcation. The bifurcation will yield two separate and distinct realities. The reality of a new earth where individuals will experience eternal life and live in an immortal body. The other reality will be Individuals experiencing eternal damnation in a lake of fire, forever separated from God. God will be dwelling on the new earth, God the Father, and God in his human form, Jesus Christ, God the Son. That's happening on the new earth where Those who are children of God will reside with him. We will be with him on the new earth. At the same time, forever and ever, while there is eternal life on the new earth, there will be eternal damnation in the lake of fire, that's Gehenna, for all who are children of Satan. So the bifurcation is coming. What do I mean by that? The end of the world means that all all creations, all who were born as a result of the creator Imagining, envisioning, bringing to fruition the reality of life three in one, body, spirit, and soul All who have lived at any point in time ultimately will be resurrected Will participate in the first resurrection or the second resurrection We're about to hear about those who participate in the first resurrection and. What happens for the first thousand years But in the end This world comes to an end And we transition To beyond time So the end of time is coming What's the end of time? It's the end of this present world It's the end of this present earth Then there's a bifurcation It's permanent The bifurcation yields Two distinct realities The reality of eternal life And the reality of eternal damnation If you are hearing my voice You have the opportunity to decide which you want Do you want to experience eternal damnation after the end of time Or do you want to experience eternal life You are the boss of it. You are the boss of it. Those who find and follow God's plan for salvation transition from mortality to immortality. Those who don't fail to transition from mortality to immortality and therefore experience eternal damnation. Now, let us go to this Millennial Reign documentary. Let us hear it. What happens after the Battle of Armageddon? Here it is, Revelation 20, chapter 20, verses 1 to 10. This is the millennial reign documentary John the Revelator was shown. When he was called up to heaven, he tells us in words, he wrote down everything he saw and heard. Here's what he says. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, that old serpent, who is the devil Satan, and bound him in chains for a thousand years. The angel threw him into the bottomless pit, which he then shut and locked, so Satan could not deceive the nations anymore until the thousand years were finished. Afterward, he must be released for a little while. Then I saw thrones and the people sitting on them, had been given the authority to judge. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their foreheads or their hands. They all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them, the second death holds no power. But they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him a thousand years. When the thousand years comes to an end, Satan will be led out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations called Gog and Magog, in every corner of the earth. He will gather them together for battle, a mighty army as numberless as sand along the seashore. And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. Then... The devil, who had deceived them, was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That is the millennial reign documentary John the Revelator was shown. It is the millennial reign prophecy in the book of Revelation. Now you can see the one-page basic study notes, which are available uh, at no cost, everything on PGN is free. There's no merchandising at PGN. There's no merchandising of the Word of God. The Word of God is free. Those in the fivefold ministry should serve in the kingdom of God and not uh, charge for doing that. For those reasons, everything at PGN is free. So if you want those one-page basic study notes, please go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash live prophetic. They are there for you. Uh, You can see the verses, the name of this prophecy, other prophecies, the key words, the key phrases and numbers. All of that is there for you. Now let's break it down. Let's hear a synopsis of every sentence so we have heard verbatim the Word of God we've heard the millennial reign prophecy Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 to 10 we've heard the documentary that details what happens during the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth now I want to share with you in my own words synopsis of each verse so revelation 20 verse 1 tells us in a nutshell John the revelator saw an angel who was holding a key to the bottomless pit and a chain in his hand so John the revelator sees an angel descending from heaven to the present earth. Then in verse two, he sees a physical altercation. He sees two angels fighting. One angel overtakes the other one. The angel who is team Satan is overtaken by the angel who is team Jesus. The angel who is team Jesus is that same angel who had a chain and the key to the bottomless pit in his hand. That angel dominates in that physical altercation, the angel that's team Jesus, and because he is the victor, he's able to subdue He's able to subdue Satan, the fallen angel. So, of course, Satan is team Satan. He is simply a peer of the angel of the Lord. That's all he is. He's his peer. And uh, he loses in that physical altercation. And so his peer, the angel of the Lord, subdues him, uh, binds him up in some chains. Then in verse three, the angel takes his peer, Satan, throws him into the bottomless pit that's uh below this present earth, and he shuts he shuts it and locks it. Locks it with what? The key that he has. Now you might ask, is this a literal key or a figurative key? I'm guessing it's a literal key. This appears literal. In any case he he sees him with the key as he descends from heaven and then we're told that uh the angel who's the angel that's uh team Jesus shuts and locks the bottomless pit. How does he lock it? We're not it doesn't say he locks it with the key, but it would make sense that he was holding the key because he was going to use it to either open or close something, to unlock or lock something. So in any case, he throws him in the bottomless pit, an angel of the Lord, uh, and we're told that he does that so that Satan can be there for a thousand years. Now that's very interesting um, if I had an enemy and I was able to subdue the enemy, I'd take the enemy out right then. Just finish finish him or finish her. Finish it. But the angel of the Lord is not acting on his own behalf. He's acting on behalf of the Lord. And so he carries out God's plans and purposes, So God's plan and purpose is for Satan to be subdued for a thousand years only in the bottomless pit. Verse 4. Verse 4, we find out John is shown that all of the people who are here in Jesus during the Great Tribulation And who are beheaded. So there's some number of people during the great tribulation, not all believers, but some believers will be beheaded. Those individuals, just like everyone who dies in Christ, ascends to present heaven. So we're told to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Those individuals who are beheaded during the Great Tribulation, then they're living in heaven. He sees those same individuals in their new glorified peak performance bodies. He's shown, now you might say, research scientists, does this mean that only the individuals who died during the great tribulation participate on the present earth during the millennial reign? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It doesn't mean that at all. In the book of Revelation, in certain documentaries, specific groups are the focus. One group that appears over and over again that God in his wisdom has chosen to tell uh, consistently their story from beginning to end is specifically those Christians who are martyred during the Great Tribulation. But we know from the book of Revelation and elsewhere that everyone who is in Christ, all whose names are written in the book of Revelation, participate in the first resurrection and rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. That being said, in this specific documentary, John the Revelator was shown, and he tells us about it in verse four, about that subpopulation. So he shown all of the Christians who died during the Great Tribulation. Now notice I said during the Great Tribulation. What does that mean? That means that they were not raptured before the Great Tribulation. What does that mean? That means that the rapture hadn't happened yet. The Great Tribulation starts and the rapture hasn't happened yet. That's what John the Revelator was showing. Now, let's go to verse 5. Verse 5 begins with confirming that all of those Christians who are beheaded during the Great Tribulation and who participate in ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ on this present earth during the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth, that their resurrection is the first resurrection. So verse 5 begins with confirming that this is the first resurrection. What? When those individuals who died during the Great Tribulation, they didn't, they didn't die before, they were here during it, those of us who died during the Great Tribulation as a result of being beheaded will participate in the first resurrection. And it also says in verse 5 that the second resurrection happens after the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ. Ooh, that's a good verse. Confirming that the first resurrection includes individuals who died during the Great Tribulation and that there's a second resurrection that happens after the first thousand years. Verse 6 of the Millennial Reign Documentary says all of us who participate in the first resurrection are exempt from participation in the second death, that the second death holds no power over us. Now let's talk about it. If a Christian dies during the Great Tribulation, That means that death had power over him or her. Every person who lives on this present earth, whether in Christ or not in Christ, is subject to death. We have inherited the propensity to die. We are under the curse. However... Those of us who are in Christ, we have been born again. Our spirit, because we are three in one, every person is three in one, body, spirit, and soul. Our spirit is perfect when we're born again. So we are encoded with the DNA of God. The DNA of God, our spirit is made perfect and when the first resurrection is happened, our DNA is made perfect. The DNA for our body is made perfect, and our body is regenerated, but instead of being mortal, it's immortal. What does that mean? Verse 6 tells us the second death has no power of every person who participates in the first resurrection. The second death is permanent. The first time a person dies, it's not permanent. You might say, that sounds like science fiction. No, we're talking science facts. Now, verse 5 of Revelation chapter 20 tells us that there are two resurrections. The first resurrection is for those who will transition to eternal life on the new earth. The second resurrection involves those who will transition to eternal damnation in the lake of fire. Now verse 6 tells us the second death, what's the second death? That's the lake of fire has no power over those of us Who participate in the first resurrection Now let's keep going Verse 7, in a nutshell What does it say? Satan Who was subdued by his peer Satan will be, so I'm saying was So this event is in our future But in If we were Uh If we understand that all time exists within God, it's already happened. We haven't experienced it because we're limited to chronological time. We're limited to linear time. So it's in our future, but the past, present, and future all exist within one God. So from the perspective of God, it has already happened. From our human perspective, it hasn't happened yet. Okay, so from our human perspective, thinking In linear time, after those of us who participate in the first resurrection rule and reign with Jesus Christ for a thousand years, then Satan is released from the bottomless pit. That's what verse 7 tells us. Verse 8 tells us Satan, he's able to persuade the mortals. Many mortals, you might say the mortals, I thought we transitioned from mortality to immortality. We do. But recall, recall from Isaiah and from some of the uh, books of the minor prophets that the nations will be permitted to continue. And although 100% of everyone who takes the mark of the beast although 100% of those who take the mark of the beast and who are fighting in the enemy's armies at the Battle of Armageddon, although 100% of them will die, 100% of the people who take the mark of the beast who are elsewhere in the world, they will not die right away. They will maintain their ability to procreate. And because they still have the curse in them, when they procreate after, the second coming of jesus christ the individuals that they uh, that are their offspring like them will be mortal and their offspring will be mortal and their offspring's offspring will be mortal now let's fast forward a thousand years millions of these mortals Will be deceived by Satan And he's going to gather them up It says from every corner of the earth In verse 8 So he assembles an army of mortals Descendants of those Who took the mark of the beast Who will take the mark of the beast During the great tribulation Satan's able to gather uh, Millions of them up For what? For battle and in verse 9 we're told that again, just like today, Israel will be under attack. So it's October 12th of 2023, Israel's under attack. At the Battle of Armageddon, Israel's under attack. Jesus Christ will uh fight and win the Battle of Armageddon. Now this is the last this is the last attempt to take out Jerusalem that will ever happen. But there's no there's no war. There's no battle. What happens? So, Satan is there with his army. It says there is a mighty army, is numberless as sand along the seashore. So perhaps millions or tens of millions of mortals are with him. But there's no battle. Fire simply comes down from heaven and consumes them, all of the attacking armies. So in the same way that 100% of the people in Satan's armies at the Battle of Armageddon, 100% of those armies led by the Antichrist, who's one of the flunkies of Satan, 100% of those people are going to die in the wine press. And 100% of the people that follow Satan at the end of the millennial reign, they're going to die. But this time it's not the wine press. It's fire. Fire comes down from heaven and consumes them. Now verse 10, the last verse in the millennial reign prophecy. So what happens what happens to Satan? He is destroyed. How? The second death. What's the second death? The lake of fire. He's thrown into the lake of fire where he joins the antichrist and false prophet who were thrown there a thousand years earlier. So that is the millennial reign prophecy in its entirety. I am excited to continue discussion and analysis of the book of Revelation. I hope you will uh, consider putting this program on your schedule. In November, we're going to continue. We continue every Thursday and Sunday, but we're going to keep discussing and analyzing this millennial reign prophecy uh, for the month of October. Then in November, we're going to focus on the dead judge prophecy, and then in December, the new earth prophecy. In 2024, the tentative plan is to go through the entire book of Revelation from start to finish, starting with the end and then working our way to the beginning. So please consider putting this uh, on your schedule. I want to tell you, you are blessed because you're hearing the words of prophecy in the book of Revelation. Verse 3 of Chapter 1 says that. Every person who hears and obeys the words of prophecy in the book of Revelation is blessed. So, friend and truth seeker, thank you for being with me and with us today. Please feel free to text in your questions about the book of Revelation using our PGN text number 12145058719. That's 12145058719. If you haven't done so yet, I urge you, according to Jeremiah 33, 3, call out to God. He promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know. Until next time, friend.